This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. President-elect Joe Biden will be sworn in as the 46th President of the United States on January 20th. What does the new administration mean for people of faith? What are his advisors suggesting that he do? Washington Observer Tim Gigline and I discuss this topic on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. The Satanic Temple is back after a failed attempt to overturn Missouri's abortion laws, promoting its pro-abortion message on billboards. According to the Houston Chronicle, the temple erected billboards in Texas and Florida to raise awareness for its purported abortion rituals and also to claim that pregnancy is dangerous. Abortion saves lives, the billboard reads in large letters. Underneath, it says our religious abortion rituals averts many state restrictions. The Satanic Temple's so-called abortion ritual seems to have been created less out of actual spiritual fervor and more to skirt pro-life laws. During the rite, a Satanist merely recites personal affirmations into a mirror before and after an abortion procedure. Singer Jose Feliciano has expressed support for the pro-life movement, declaring that even if all there is is a heartbeat, that's life. Feliciano, who is blind and is best known for his Christmas song, Feliz Navidad, described his conversion to the pro-life movement in an interview with the National Catholic Register. In his words, I used to be pro-abortion many, many years ago. But then, when I had my daughter Melissa, I went the other way. When I heard Melissa's little heartbeat on the monitor, I said, well, let's wait a minute. Even if it's just a heartbeat, that's a life. This is World Lutheran News Digest. I'm Kip Allen, World Lutheran News Digest host. Well, we have a new president-elect. He will be sworn into office on the 20th of January of this coming year. And people are giving him advice as to what he should be doing and what he should not be doing. Is this cause for concern for those of us who are people of faith? My guest today, Mr. Tim Gigline, is a longtime Washington observer. And in fact, he served in the Bush White House as a special assistant. And a lot of the advice that was given to President Bush was funneled through him. Tim, welcome to the program. And give me your, uh, give me your impressions of, of how people can get to the president and what they might be whispering in his ear. Well, Kip, it is a great honor, as always, to be with you. And I can say that, you know, every White House and every transition to a new White House works a bit differently. But the charm offensive is already starting with the uh, new soon to be Biden-Harris administration. Uh, The cabinet, at least most of the senior officials have been selected uh, with almost no exceptions. They are well known to the establishment, both right and left. And I think it's fair to say uh, that the Biden-Harris pending administration will waste no time with their congressional Democratic allied friends uh, in kickstarting their efforts to do away with some of the most important 
uh, pro-life and pro-religious liberty uh, legislation uh, that we have seen. In fact, uh, Kemp, uh, the 116th Congress is barely coming to a close. The 117th Congress will open on January 3rd. And the amendment that prohibits most taxpayer dollars from paying for elective abortions, rightly called the Henry Hyde Amendment, uh, is potentially uh, you know, being challenged uh, immediately. And I think we should be very concerned about this. So communicating with the new White House, communicating uh, with members of the House and Senate will be absolutely fundamental to everyone who shares our pro-life, pro-religious liberty convictions. Well, Tim, uh, a couple of the groups that are whispering in the Biden ear, uh, one is called Secular Democrats of America, uh, which, as the name implies, is very much uh, trying to enforce secularism throughout the country. And another one is the Human Rights Campaign, which is specifically LGBTQ group that is pushing for that. One of the things I've noticed in uh, all of these in both of these groups and also from the Democratic Party platform is they say that while they respect religion uh, and believe it's integral to the American life, it should not, quote, be used to discriminate. And uh, specifically, uh, they're calling for the repeal or at least the override of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which grants uh, conscience protection to people of faith. Well, I, I'd like to disaggregate both of those because they are two avenues uh, heading into the same spoke. Um, and I want to reference uh, what you referenced earlier, Kip, because I think it's so timely and so important, because just as the incoming Biden-Harris administration, which is being urged on by its socialist uh, uh, allies in the Democratic Party, is signaling a new offensive against traditional values, preeminently uh, religious uh, freedom. At the exact same time, we have the Supreme Court's new originalist majority, which is signaling uh, back to them that it will be staunch uh, in defending those freedoms which are enshrined in the Constitution. Uh, as are all the other most important uh, liberties, but none more important than religious liberty. And I say that in response to your great questions on the upcoming challenges to human life and to religious liberty, because they really uh, are both uh, of, a, of a single piece. Um, and, and so I'd like to disaggregate, if I may, just briefly uh, this wonderful uh, set of points that you have raised. I want to go back, uh, if I may, first on on the uh, on the pro-life uh, issue, uh, and as it relates to religious liberty, we have for four decades had something called the Hyde Amendment, and the Hyde Amendment, uh, as I said earlier, uh, bans federal funds from paying for abortions. I think we should say categorically uh, that that is on the potential uh, chopping block of a new Congress. Now, this relates directly to religious liberty because the greatest supporters of the Hyde Amendment have always been faithful Catholics, uh, biblically conservative uh, Christians, uh, and a smattering of other uh, uh, but, but low-numbered uh, pro-life Democrats. And, and, uh, and a new presidential administration is defined axiomatically 
by its uncomfortability with religious liberty. And any time that religious liberty, they believe, gets in the way or conflicts with what they call sexual liberty, they believe that sexual liberty or libertinism should always be the trump card. And so uh, this idea of, of, uh, of sexual libertinism over here and the right to life over here would seem to be completely separate issues to an objective uh, onlooker. But in reality, uh, these, uh, these two issues absolutely uh, go together. And in the era of wokeism and of political correctness, uh, never more have these uh, values um, of, uh, of, of, of biblical uh, moral restraint and of the natural law and of the idea of moral excellence, which we know as virtue, never have those values come into sharper contrast uh, than with a purely secular public square. Uh, a man who was at one time a very prominent Lutheran theologian and public intellectual who became an Orthodox Catholic, now deceased, the late, great Richard John Newhouse. As you know, Kip wrote a very, very famous book that has, been more, that has never been more relevant than now called The Naked Public Square. And Richard John Newhouse, more than 25 years ago in authoring this book, was actually prophetic about the era that we have entered because we are one nation with two definitive subcultures. One that is militantly secular and wants to stomp out all traces of religion in the public square. And on the other hand, uh, you have another more organically, historically in the American experience, uh, welcoming of pluralism and monotheism uh, as, as public uh, expressions. And so what we are heading toward is, is one political party that sees a Western European model of uncomfortability uh, with religion in the public square. And you have uh, you know, another party which is far more welcoming of, of, of traditional values. And all of these get expressed in the public square. You know, Kip, I remember one of the very first uh, interviews that you and I uh, did together. And uh, one of the issues that you raised, which I've never forgotten, uh, is this idea that somehow uh, this, this myth that we do not uh, you know, uh, legislate morality. The fact is we legislate morality all the time because, because worldview, we're talking about two competing worldviews here, worldview does in fact get concretized all of the time uh, into, uh, into the public square. And when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the stamping out of religious liberty, when it comes to attacking, uh, you know, in the law, uh, Catholic nuns, you know, who oppose abortion uh, or uh, Christian day schools, you know, who uh, who do not want to heal to the boot of a strong federal government, you know, that, you know, works its way up to the Supreme Court. These are actual real expressions uh, of faith in the public square.
Well, one of the, um, I agree with you on that. Uh, and one of the things I've read that really bothers me is uh, there is a call to decertify religious schools to uh, take away their accreditation. If they, yeah, if they follow their, if they follow their, uh, their, their tenets. Uh, there are, and and I'm and I'm you know I'm really pleased that you uh, bring up this extremely uh, sobering example, uh, because I think all of us at one time or the other in life <clears throat> have been part of a conversation, and somebody in that conversation will raise an issue that we think is kind of out there, and we'll say, well, that could never happen, uh, you know, in the United States, and then we pause a couple of years, and all of a sudden, it happens in the United States. And that's what's uh, that th- these these uh, issues are the things that are coming to to define the time that we are in. You can have major candidates in the public square who refer to uh, Christians as bitter clingers, you know, uh, who, who uh, refer to uh, Christians in the public square as a basket of deplorables. And, you know, all across the country, uh, Kip, People are actually enraged that government at all levels, local, state, regional, federal, are going too far, that, 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 that government is seeking to impose restrictions that the Constitution does not grant them the power to make. Um, and, and I think in, in many ways, now that these decisions are directly impacting uh, the free exp- expression of our religion. Uh, they are impacting our livelihoods. Uh, you know, they seek to be a frontal assault on any mention of God in school, in universities, in colleges, in the workplace. I mean, you can now lose your job and be forever punished uh, for, for wearing a cross, uh, you know, uh, you know in, in, in public. Uh, you can be the subject uh, you know, of a, of, a, of a social media campaign to ruin you and to ruin your reputation. Uh, you know, it is, it, it is this kind of confrontational <clears throat> reality that too often is coming to define what should otherwise be a faith-friendly public square. Tim, something that uh, has struck me is now the president-elect Joe Biden has uh, called for unity now. It's time to come together and work together. And yet for the past four years, people of faith, uh, conservatives have been called every name in the book by by him, by uh, his vice president-elect, by many of his supporters. And are we just supposed to forget about what they have said and what they claim about us and shake their hand and say, yeah, let's go forward? Or do we still fight? Well, I, I do believe in, in that it's important that we are happy warriors. Uh, you know, Christ is risen. And we realize that the extreme importance of all the issues in the public square, but we serve another king and we serve ultimately another kingdom. And that does not mean that we do not have specific duties in the public square. We do. Uh, we have to uh, bring to the public square civility, magnanimity, grace. Uh, it's absolutely true. And I and it's important that you raise this, that, you know, that for four years, uh, you know, uh, there was a very strong sense that whether you supported or did not support Donald Trump, that, that with some people, he was considered a kind of enemy of the state. Uh, he was considered an illegitimate president. And, uh, and, and the acrimony 
and the anger uh, at this particular president uh, has, uh, you know, has been fierce. And so it's very difficult coming through an election season as we've come through uh, for some years to hear, okay, uh, now it's over, so let's unite and be, uh, you know, and and forget all of that. And 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 I think uh, to to be specific, uh, Kip, you know, we we have to uh, expect more um, of the American people left and right. I mean, we have to expect that after that kind of acrimony and difficulty, uh, that it takes time, uh, and it takes a lot of time. And I think we have to go back to those almost immortal words of Abraham Lincoln at another time of extreme polarization in the body politic where he said, we must not be enemies, we must be friends. You know, this is in the midst of a civil war. And, uh, and I believe very strongly as representatives of Jesus Christ, uh, that for all the acrimony and all the difficulties, we have to find our way forward without compromising our views in the least bit, uh, that we have to be civil, we have to be magnanimous, we have to find ballast and gravitas, but we have to be unapologetic about those issues that are most central to us uh, in the public square, family, marriage, parenting, human life, religious liberty, the rights of conscience. And I think that's why programs like yours, Kip, are rare and so important um, because I think it's important uh, that even though we disagree very strongly, we must never put ourselves in a position to favor disunion. Uh, we have to put uh, all the, uh, you know, uh, all of those um, uh, sometimes tendencies toward disunion, we have to put them, in my view, to the side and to ask about the greater good. It's difficult sometimes when uh, houses of worship are singled out, uh, especially harshly, you know, uh, in many of the states across the country, uh, you know, in this period of quarantining and all the other things that we've talked about, it's difficult to do that. You know, when we're talking about the Hyde Amendment and taxpayer funding of abortion um, and the crackdown on people of, of religious uh, liberty, it's very difficult, I understand. Uh, and so I'm not being patronizing at all, but at the same time, I think we can be hopeful and reassured that there are millions and millions and millions of people who share our worldview and who are just as passionate about the things that we care about. Well, we might say, um, forgive, but not forget and uh, be aware of what's going on. And I think there are some issues where we simply cannot compromise, where we are going to have to fight. Uh, you know, we're, you know, the two kingdoms. We're the kingdom of the earth and the kingdom of the church. And we follow the fourth, the left-hand kingdom until it violates the command of the right-hand kingdom. And I think we're going to find ourselves in this position very, very soon. Uh, one thing that concerns me is uh, not so much Joe Biden, but Kamala Harris, I look at her record, and she is a frightening woman, and I have visions of her ascending to the presidency. You know, I'd like to pick up on that, uh, if I may, um, and I'd like to broaden uh, out what you've just said. Um, we are facing a new era of the far left. You know, the 1960s and 70s gave us the new left, uh, and 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 the progeny of the 
social and moral revolution of the 60s and 70s are people like Kamala Harris, uh, the vice president-elect, uh, people like uh, Representative uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I'd like to give just one example, if I may, because what happens, Kip, is that the far left uh, takes issues that seem to be way out there, as I was referencing uh, earlier, and then over time with allies uh, in the media and in the major institu uh, institutions, uh, begin to try to mainstream these issues. And one of the issues that I've been following very closely uh, is, the, uh, is the, the drive uh, by the far left, which is becoming uh, disturbingly mainstream, to mainstream prostitution, uh, you know, to, to, to make it appear that it's just another way of life. And I was very interested just in the last week to see how uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez is now actively promoting prostitution, uh, declaring that so-called uh, 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 activity uh, using her work, uh, you know, sex work, what uh, was her work, is just another kind of work, you know, a common phrase used among advocates of what she calls sex work. Uh, and in fact, I'm, I'm quoting her now. She says, sex work is work, uh, you know, as if this is, uh, you know, a, 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 you know a, an attorney or, or a person who drives a, a, you know, a truck uh, for a living or delivers the mail. And of course, in doing this, she was retweeting a Rolling Stone magazine story that accused uh, the New York Post of, uh, of shaming a, uh, a 20 some year old paramedic for turning to prostitution. And, and, you know, all of this, again, you know, for those who are hearing it for the first time, Kip, all of this seems way out there. But then as it becomes mainstreamed, what happens as it happened with uh, abortion and so many other uh, issues is that of a sudden and of a piece, uh, it is uh, those who believe strongly in the Judeo-Christian ethic who step into the public square to begin articulating uh, the biblical view of human sexuality and why the biblical view of human sexuality, you know, is in opposition uh, to the legalization of prostitution. And it's one thing to have that argument, but then, uh, and then the next thing happens, which is that members of the political class, senators, congressmen, governors, and you know, who knows at some point, it may be a president or a vice president, uh, who come from states uh, or parts of the country that are far more open to, uh, as we were talking about earlier, uh, the definition of human sexuality having nothing uh, moored, you know, in uh, in the Judeo-Christian tradition. And the next thing you know, you have the federal government uh, weighing in uh, on on issues of this nature. So, in my view, uh, what we are facing uh, is a new president and a president-elect who are comfortable uh, ultimately with a new definition um, of, what, uh, of what constitutes acceptable behavior in the workplace and in the public square. And I think these are things uh, that it's very important uh, that we monitor, that we follow, but to your point, Kip, that we remain very actively uh, engaged in battling because of a piece, of a sudden, uh, these issues that, again, seem very, very marginal become mainstream. And the next thing you know, 
uh, you know, you have a revolution uh, underway uh, in public morality uh, in the public square. Well, as President Reagan once said, trust but verify. So we got to keep on track of it. Uh, Tim, we're just about out of time. Any final thoughts? Well, uh, you know, hope springs eternal in the human breast, said a great poet. Uh, and I am particularly uh, uh, pleased to see uh, the Hawaii representative in Congress, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, Kip. I was so pleased to see her introduce not one, but two substantial pieces of pro-life uh, legislation. Uh, one measure uh, is intended to protect pain-capable unborn children. Uh, that legislative text, by the way, is not yet available, but I, I, I have read a, a, you know, a short summary um, of this legislation, which prohibits most abortions after 20 weeks uh, gestation. Uh, and of course, uh, there is a second uh, piece of legislation that she's introduced that would ensure a healthcare practitioner exercises the proper degree of care in the case of a child who survives an abortion or an attempted abortion. And of course, she also introduced, uh, Representative Gabbard introduced a measure uh, to define sex as determined on the basis of biological sex as determined at birth by a physician as it applies to uh, Title IX and athletics. So I, I, I think that it's so easy uh, you know, to focus on what you and I would say uh, is the negative or the difficult in the public square. And just when you think uh, that, that, that the darkness is, uh, is prevailing, uh, into the darkness uh, comes light, like some of these pieces of legislation. So I, I think we ought to take heart, we ought to be hopeful, and we ought to understand that uh, sometimes in the places where you think you have no allies or friends, uh, all of a sudden you find you have people who share, at least at some measure, some of the things that you believe. And I think as we head into the new year, those are some of the things we have to, act, we have to actively seek. Where do we have allies? Where can we work together? Tim, thank you very much for your insight. And we'll be talking some more as this new year progresses. Thank you very much. Thank you. Every blessing to you and to all of your great listeners. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.